0: Plutus Sports Analytics is a company based on minimizing the uncertainty in sports betting to help you maximize your profit. Newfoundland's first sports analytics team provides daily predictions for all Major League sports so you can win big. Whether you want to hit MLB picks out of the park or get a slam dunk on your NBA betting tickets, Plutus is a company of choice. Head to PlutusSportsAnalytics.com. That is P-L-U-T-U-S Sports Analytics analytics.com, and use promo code JSP20 for 20% off their deadly service. And now, let's get to the show. Welcome back, everybody. to the episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. This is uh, episode number 172, dedicated to a man who wants February 4th, 1952, became the first black executive of a major TV station. It was WNBC in New York, and his name is Mr. Jackie Robinson. And as always, thank you for listening and downloading another episode of the podcast. On today's episode, we are joined by Mr. Ronnie Roberts to help us preview Super Bowl 55. Ronnie and I went to high school together, played high school football together, he has been on the podcast a few times previously, but it, it has been quite a long time in between appearances where Ronnie has been able to be here on the podcast. We've been trying to schedule something for quite a long time. Finally, our schedules matched up so Ronnie and I could get together to preview the biggest football game of any season. Guys, Super Bowl 55, it's huge, two-week buildup, two weeks to hype up this game, the Chiefs The Buccaneers, the Chiefs have lost two offensive linemen, their two tackles. The Buccaneers have Antoine Winfield Jr. back in the lineup playing this week. Did not play in the NFC Championship game. And unlike normal episodes, you will hear my game prediction and score prediction during the time that Ronnie and I recorded together. So without further ado, let's go ahead and take a trip. To Chicago, Illinois, to enjoy my fun conversation with Mr. Ronnie Roberts as we preview Super Bowl 55. And joining us once again here on the Jay Stevens Podcast, it is someone that I went to high school with, has been on the podcast a few times previously. But it's been quite a long time, and there was a little hiatus between Ronnie and I being able to have our schedules match up together for him to come back on the podcast. But Ronnie Roberts, um, welcome back to the Jay Stevens Podcast, man. How you doing?
1: I'm great, man. I'm great. I appreciate the opportunity once again to jump on your podcast and talk about both of the sports or, you know, football in general that we love to, you know, watch and endure and used to play together and, you know, just, uh, you know,
0: have a good time. Absolutely, man. Ronnie, before we get to talking about football, how how are you, your family, doing to know we got snow here in Indianapolis? I think you guys got some up there in Chicago. How are you guys doing right now? Uh,
1: We're doing good. Um, Within the past two weeks, it's probably been, in my area, close to 20 inches of snow. Oh, my goodness. And then they're expecting another eight to nine inches on Thursday, Friday. So What? Yeah, it's just been a process of making sure my snowblower makes it through this winter. Uh, making sure my arms are all spiffed up and ready to go to shovel the driveway. So other than that, uh, you know, through God's graces and through God's, you know, views and visions, uh, my family's been pandemic free. Nobody that I know of personally has, has gotten COVID that's family, you know, related, but um, I've known a couple people that have gotten COVID and they've uh, they've withstood the trials and tribulations that, you know, the pandemic has brought on everybody and they were able to come out on the other end, still alive and breathing. So, you know, for the, for the most part, it's just trying to get uh, used to wearing masks all the time, staying six feet away, you know, not shaking hands or fist bumping like we used to and, you know, just living your normal life like we used to.
0: Yeah. I'm with you, man. I, I had no idea you guys had gotten that much snow over the weekend. Yeah. <clears throat> we got about four inches, a little less than four inches between Saturday and a Sunday. Um, it just hit quickly and the temperature didn't drop. So it didn't, freeze over and wasn't all icy Would it rained on Sunday. So a lot of it on Sunday morning without a slush put together, um, wasn't really the snow or the ice on the ground, but you guys got a lot of snow, man. That's way more than I thought you guys had got that. That's a lot.
1: Well, especially in the Northeast. I mean, or not Northeast, sorry. I'm, I'm Northwest downtown Chicago. So everything's coming from Wisconsin, Minnesota, and then it's coming down, you know, and hitting me right in the back door and, you know, my my child wasn't able to walk out in the backyard without, you know, hopping around like Bambi and stuff, so it's, uh you know, it could be worse. We could be snowed in, and, well, you know, everybody could have lost their job due to the pandemic, but, you know, like I said, you know, thank God every day for everything that you have, you know, the air you breathe, the opportunities that I've been given, so, I mean, how are you doing, Jay? I mean, I know I haven't spoke to you in a while. We haven't talked uh I think the last time I was on your podcast, I was talking with you and Garrett. We were kind of going back and forth about predictions. Can't remember if it was football-related, basketball-related, but it's always a good time to get together with a, a fellow classmate, a fellow sports aficionado, enthusiast, and, you know, talk about the sports we love and, you know, just having a good time with the time we're given. so.
0: Yeah, I'm doing well, Ronnie. Um, This year, I say year, it hasn't been 2021, but over the past year, it's actually something that, I've learned a lot about myself and about others and about really the positives and negatives about what we do on a day-to-day basis, the, our positive attitudes and negative attitudes and how they affect other people. Um, as far as a virus goes, I've been fine. My mom, dad, brother, they have all been fine. My brother's fiance, she did get, she came down with the COVID and she was down for I think two or three weeks. Um, she's back, but she's working from home. So she does. She doesn't leave the house. She's at home most of the time. Anyway, Um, I did have my cousin and some few family members that caught it and they had it. They were in the hospital for a long time. My mom's sister was in the hospital for 16 weeks, Um, long, long, long time. But she's out. She's back home in Fort Wayne right now, um, living life and trying to do what she can. Um, Lungs, I think, are a little impacted or drastically impacted, but she's moving day by day and trying to get better with how as well as she can. But for the most part, man, um, things are going well. Um, like you said, though, it's just rolling with the punches. I mean, it hasn't been a year since things officially shut down for the first time, but it's been about a it's been about a year, a little bit over that, since we've heard the rumblings of uh, COVID and going back to Kobe Bryant's passing, where that was a lot of a lot of thoughts and. Different emotions that a lot of people experience. Myself, I'm sure you may have experienced some as well, but for the most part, man, I am doing well. The podcast keeps me busy, busy, work keeps me busy. And with sports being back on TV, especially football, which we'll talk about here in a second, it makes it see, it makes coming home at night and being able to sit down and watch TV, no matter what game is on, it makes things fun. And for a second, we occasionally, Kind of forget about what else is out there. People say sports may not be, or maybe it shouldn't be your escape, but no, Ronnie, it is an escape. It is my escape, and it maybe is. I think it's your escape as well because we get so busy. We get an hour, two hours, maybe two and a half to just watch a basketball game, or a football game, or baseball, or hockey, or soccer, whatever sport. Tennis, golf, whatever it is, we sit sit down and we enjoy it because we need those times to just have that little mental or emotional escape from life and just relax and enjoy something that allows us to forget about what's going on around the world. Amen, brother. Amen. Football, man. We're here for football. And you mentioned it a little bit. Football is back on. Football had an entire season. No preseason, but they did get every game in this year. I didn't think they would. I thought they would find a way. They thought they would be more like college football. But the NFL said, hey, look, we're trying to play every game. Even if we got to postpone the game and treat certain teams better than others, we're going to do what's needed to, get, to play these games. And we have two teams. Before the season, I talked to a guy that covers the Chiefs. He expected the Chiefs to go 19-0. and I think they, have, they only have one loss on the season. Many Tom Brady and New England Patriots fans, or Tom Brady fans, not Patriots fans, a lot of them <laughs> will say, hey, well, it's Tom Brady. He's going to the Super Bowl. He's going to go there. No matter who's around him, he's going to find a way to get there. Before the season, did you expect that the Chiefs and the Buccaneers would be playing in Tampa for the Super Bowl?
1: Um, well, let's first start off. Who would have thought Tom Brady would have went to a different team rather than the Patriots? that he I, played for I thought for he would for have 20 stayed years?
0: In. Yeah, I know.
1: And, you know, recruit Gronkowski. Um, I can't recall if anybody else had joined the team. Um, But with that being said, who would have thought somebody would would have left an organization after 20 years that they've bled, you know, that they've put their blood, sweat, and tears into, and they've, you know, created uh, relationships and created that that foundation of success. You know, six Super Bowl rings in 20 years is pretty darn good. Now, moving on to Tampa Bay has, you know, all of the talent in the world to Um, hopefully not beat the reigning, you know, Super Bowl champ, you know, Kansas City Chiefs, Uh, you know, everybody has their opinion on Tom Brady, you know, Rob Gronkowski, uh, Bruce Arians as well. You know, I don't want to take up, you know, the duration of our program here, talking about what Bruce Arians has went through as far as being an assistant to, you know, being an assistant head coach. And then when um, Chuck Logano went down, uh, Pagano, sorry, not Pagano. <laughs> Chuck Pagano, you know, going down with leukemia. You know, he stepped in and you know kept the Colts on on online. So, as, you know, back to the football aspect, nobody would have thought Tom Brady would have transitioned from one powerhouse to rebuild into another one and succeed and define all odds to make it to his. I think they were saying his tenth or eleventh Super Bowl appearance.
0: His tenth, which is
1: astronomical. Yeah. Uh, and then on the other side of the ball. You know, you got the young gun, you have, you know, Pat Mahomes, you know, you have a guy that played at Texas tech who, you know, he was consistent at Texas tech, but at the same time, you know, you, it's, it's hard to transition from the college to the pros. It's hard, you know, because, you know, blitz packages are different. Defensive coordinators prepare differently. You know, they look at quarterback, especially of his, you know, magnitude and his stature and his playing style, it's hard to, uh you know put a plan together that allows you to keep him in the pocket once you think you have him in the pocket you don't because he's he's rolling out left he's rolling out right he's pointing in all sorts of directions he's throwing ridiculous houdini style passes and they're being completed now to his advantage he's got uh tyree kill he's got travis kelsey he's 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 got a you know an un, un, underrated weapon at running back um You know, Edward T. So, you know, he's got some talent around him. And, you know, for with that being said, I think figuratively speaking, they have a good chance of beating, you know, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Uh, For me, which I agree with, is they can do that because of the Buccaneers defense. Um, They've been consistent on sometimes because they got some veteran players and they got a young talent in Devin White. There's a couple other players that make up that dominant defense. Now, I've read other articles that, you know, they're calling the Buccaneers the Legion of Boom (laughs) 2.0. That's coming from somebody else, but, you know, that's somebody else's opinion. You know, they have a player at every position that they thought could succeed and make their team better. And of all things, like I said, who would have thought Tom Brady would have transitioned from the Patriots to the Buccaneers and make it to the Super Bowl and be the only team in Super Bowl or the NFL history to play in the Super Bowl in their home stadium. So, I mean, it's going to be an exciting game going to go back and forth you know Tom Brady's not going to just lay down and like hey you know I'm passing the torch off to this young gun he's doing his thing he's putting up these ridiculous points he's putting up all these trick plays and passes and you know the sky's the limit for Pat Mahomes I think after this season if the the Chiefs win the Super Bowl what's to say if Andy Reid steps down and retires then you start on you start with somebody else or you promote within the organization and you you hit the ground running again hopefully you 3 people. I mean the last team to to, you know go consecutive was the uh, 0304 Patriots if I'm not mistaken so you know with that being said it's going to be a shootout I'm excited and it's going to be different because of the the whole protocols that COVID's put in place about having fans and you know having a packed house and it's going to be different but You know, most people are looking at watching the game and other people are waiting for the commercials to play.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, man, this game, when I look at this game and think about how not just the quarterback play, but the battle in the trenches and then the skill positions as well. I think it's going to be a major chess match because you have Tom Brady, who, who can be his own offensive coordinator. But you have Byron Leftwich behind him who is allowing and helping Brady see things maybe different with the receivers that are there and the running backs that's there and Bruce Arians and see things in a different way and really making the bridge and the acclimation to a new system a whole lot easier for Brady than it may not be if it was for – if it was maybe somebody else that maybe doesn't – maybe never played against Tom Brady or maybe someone that's a little bit younger and they know of Tom Brady but not what Tom Brady has gone through his entire career – Byron Leftage has been there for I think the entire duration. And he's been an NFL lifer since Tom Brady came into the NFL. He may have missed one or two years early on, but they've been they've been around football, professional football, their entire lives. From Patrick Mahomes, I don't Patrick Mahomes is so special, man. I was talking talk to my buddy. Patrick Mahomes to me is very much like a Steph Curry. Now, Steph Curry, when he came in, he did kind of have to fight his way. Um, he didn't he didn't start right away. Well, you know, when Steph Curry's on the court. Something electric is possible. Something crazy may happen. When Patrick Mahomes has the ball in his hands, you never know what's going to happen. May it be extending a play, making a crazy a crazy pass, a left-handed pass. May it be an audible, the right-timed audible to move the ball and exploit a hole that maybe nobody else saw but Patrick Mahomes. He is very special. Now, the introduction to the professional ranks, Curry's a little bit different than Mahomes. But they both have that ability to have your eyeballs glued to the TV when that ball is in their hand, so that that you, so that you're waiting and basically you're waiting on the edge of your seat to find out what they're going to have, what's going to happen next. The Chiefs' offense and Chiefs' defense, they might have the upper hand when they're on the field. The Chiefs' defense and the back half. Now, the Chiefs' offense, Chiefs' defense, they do kind of struggle to stop the run. But the back half, Tyron Matthew and the other guys on the defense in the secondary, they're crazy. And they do a phenomenal job of disguise and confusing the quarterback. What do you think Tom Brady and his offense can do against this Chiefs defense that is looking to really force Tom Brady into throwing three interceptions in a half in back-to-back games?
1: Uh, I would think, you know, the first thing would be um... – you know, just feel the the defense out. You know, Tom Brady, you know, being a, a successful quarterback in 20 years, he's seen a lot of defenses. He's seen a lot of shiftiness of the defensive line, like you were mentioning the trenches. Um, the Kansas City defense doesn't really have the experience on the line like you know uh, Tampa Bay does. You know, that's the key thing. I I wouldn't say it would define the game. You know, it's mainly having Tom Brady acknowledge where you know Sorensen is, you know where Matthew is, you know where uh Clark is, you know, the list goes on. You know, they're shifty players. They'll move around. They'll move, you know, they'll disguise Tom and Tom will, he'll, you know, throw an out route or a dig and then it gets picked off. You know, most defenses can pick out and they can decipher what quarterbacks are doing just because of the way they move their body or the way they're looking or pointing. You know, Tom Brady's quick on, you know, picking on, you know, inexperienced players. You know, if he if somebody's garden Gronk, he's going, you know. Back corner, Gronkowski's going to make that ridiculous catch in the end zone for a touchdown. You know, with that being said, they have uh, uh, Fournette, Leonard Fournette, mm-hmm. you know, a, a really good player for a number of years in Jacksonville. He didn't have a decent offensive line that got him, you know, the extra step to make in the playoffs. They didn't have a decent quarterback. That's another podcast. But, you know, with Fournette, you know, he's got a veteran running back that can get you that eight to six, you know, six to eight yards, 10 yards, depending on how big of a gap you know, those guys up front can make. So at the end of the day, you know, it just depends on which Kansas City defense shows up, the one that can disrupt or knock Tom Brady off his his pedestal in the back, or, you know, how many plays that they can uh, make, you know, uh, with, you know, minimal yards gained as far as running the ball, you know, digs and jabs and, you know, short passes, short plays. I mean, we didn't mention Antonio Brown, Uh, You know, that's a different story. Antonio Brown, he's had his ups and downs. You know, he's had his ups and downs in Pittsburgh. And then he was in New England with Tom Brady, of course. And then after that, he went on a a hiatus, you know, as far as, you know, tried to figure out where he was as a person, as an individual, as a player. And once he came back, you know, he probably approached Bruce Arians. And when Tom Brady came to, you know, Tampa Bay, he was licking his chops. Like, I have to play with this guy. There's so much talent on this on this offense we didn't mention Mike Evans either so he's you know he's got some really good players that can you know score up some points it's just a matter of is Tom Brady's legacy going to make up if he's going to win the Super Bowl or lose to a kid that was just flat out better now on the other side of the ball with Patrick Mahomes and I don't know if this is going to be your alternative question what can Patrick Mahomes do against go the ahead defense go for it go for it win yeah go for it uh, with that you know Patrick Mahomes he's got he's got a Swiss army knife at every position, pretty much, you know, he's got a three headed monster. If you think about it at running back, you know, he's got Edward Taylor at LSU. He's got um, the, the guy that came from the jets, you know, Le'Veon, Bell. So, Le'Veon Bell I couldn't think of his name. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then he, they got, uh, they have a third guy that comes in. I, I can't remember if it's his, I mean, I'll probably remember it, but you know, they have that three headed monster at running back, of course, you know, they got Travis Kelsey, at tight end, Tyreek Hill, you know, wide receiver. They got Hardman who had a a regretful, you know, fumble at the goal line for, you know, a touchdown or I think it was a one yard uh, turnover on that punt. And then, of course, he redeemed himself a couple of times with catching a touchdown and and running it in as well. So with that being said, they have a really good offensive line as well. Uh, They have a couple uh, former number round, you know, first round draft picks, you know, Eric Fisher, I don't think he's playing. I think he tore his ACL or had knee injury. Um, there's going to be a, a, I wouldn't say less talented, but, you know, an inexperienced guy jump in there at that position. So it's just a matter of which, which offensive line, which defensive line can get that penetration, that bull rush and, you know, get to the quarterback. I mean, if you get the quarterback to the ground or you you get him out of his comfort zone, anything can happen. I mean, like we mentioned before, it'll be a, it'll be a shootout, and it's just a matter of who wants it more: if Brady wants his seventh ring, or if Mahomes wants to start his legacy
0: and solidify his greatness with ring number two. What's one thing that the Bucks kid, Bucks defense can do to attempt to slow down this Chiefs offense?
1: Well, you can't really double team Hill, Kelsey, Hardman. You can't really blitz every down because then the, the Kansas City offense, the offensive coordinator can make some adjustments and, you know, shift the line to the right or the left depending on the protection as far as a pass or, you know, get to the second level when you're blocking as a run. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say the sky's the limit. It's just depending on, uh, you know, what the offensive coordinator sees from his assistant up in the booth. They, you know, they holler down to him and say, hey, they're, they're blitzing from the right, they're blitzing from the left. They're sneaking up the safety. They're, you know, they're chop blocking one of our, you know, tight ends. The list can go on as far as what can be done or what can be edited or uh, what can be changed to, you know, affect the outcome of the game. Uh, In my opinion, and I I don't want to throw Aaron Rodgers in the mix, whoever, what quarterback gets the ball out of their hands fastest is going to be the one that's probably going to succeed and win the game. Because then you won't have any issues with, you know, getting tackled for a loss or taking a dead play or getting sacked and, you know, all that other stuff that can give you negative yards and a negative impact on the game instead of a positive throwing touchdowns and, you know, getting first down.
0: Yeah, yeah. We talk a lot about you talk about the legacy of Tom Brady. Now Tom Brady has. A lot of weapons. Some may say way too many weapons for one, one team to have. The Chiefs have a lot of weapons on offense, but the Buccaneers have a lot as well. From Leonard Fournette, who you mentioned, you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Christian, uh, Christian or Cameron Bray, I forget what the other tightest name is, Rob Gronkowski. And I think Gronkowski's, Gronkowski's experience he may not have the production, and I don't believe he is the quarterback, that, quarterback, tight end, he used to be. But I do think the experience of Brady and Gronk together will be seen in a big way during this game on Sunday. In your eyes, when you think about the connection that Brady and Gronk had, not just on the field, but the leadership as well, how will that duo affect this offense and the Buccaneers propelling and trying to win this game?
1: I wouldn't say – uh, I mean, like you were mentioning, uh, I don't know if you hit the, hell, you know, hammer, you know, to the nail or not, but, you know, Gronkowski isn't putting up numbers like he did in New England. Uh, he wasn't Tom Brady's, you know, Swiss Army knife in New England. You had, you know, Julian Edelman and Antonio Brown for a short time. And then you had, you know, Josh Gordon and a number of other players. Uh, this Buccaneers defense or offense rather is different. They have all this talent. So I think Tom Brady is assuming that Bruce Arians and the, you know, the defensive coordinator are going to assume, Hey, I'm going to go to Grom. I'm going to go to Brown. I'm going to go to Godwin I'm going to go to Evans Uh, they have that, the, the new, uh, Julian Edelman, as people are calling him, you know, so he has that short, you know, Beasley wide receiver, Edelman receiver that can, he could flat out run and gun and he could catch a ball on a dime and, um, I think that's going to make a big impact as well because Kansas city, even though they are 18 and one, they lost that one game. That's not going to hinder them from, you know, succeeding. Hopefully, you know, we, we always, you know, knock on wood and we always, we want Tom Brady to lose in an aspect that, you know, us being Colts fans, it was always Tom Brady that was in the way from us going to the Super Bowl, going to the, you know, championship game. And, um, you know, it was like a thorn in your side. You know, a great <laughs> individual. Was. You know, he's the greatest. You know, the greatest quarterback of all time, hands down. Not because of Super Bowl wins, but the accomplishments that he was able to gather up and solidify his name. Obviously, one in Canton, Ohio, at the Hall of Fame, but two, being a well-rounded quarterback that you know gave everything he had and helped anybody that needed help succeed as well. So. Uh, To answer your question again, he won't go to Gronk primarily. I mean, you mentioned he had a couple other tight ends that he could utilize. He could disperse the ball, so it kind of confuses Kansas City, I guess, in the first half. And then that's what your coordinators or assistants are responsible for. is to uh, figure out what Tom Brady did, what play he called, how the line shifted, how, you know, the audibles occurred. And then hopefully they could figure out how to stop Tom in the second half. The key thing is keeping Tom Brady off the field. Same with Patrick Mahomes. So, at the end of the day, it could be defense versus defense. Just a matter of who can get to each quarterback basket.
0: You're there, man. You're right on. We're going to go back to the offense of Kansas City once again. This little wrinkle, this little addition that I think may be very, very key. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a rookie. Le'Veon Bell's been around a while. Going from Pittsburgh to New York. New York, injuries, not the best organization. They just fired their head coach, Adam Gase. Not really sure what's going to happen with Sam Darnold and that organization up there has a lot to do to get from where they currently are to be a contender in the NFL in the postseason and to strive to win another NFL championship or win another Super Bowl. Le'Veon Bell right now is in a backup role, and I haven't really heard much griping, much complaining, much upset. You haven't heard that much for Antonio Brown either. They used to be teammates. Now they're on the opposite sides trying to host up the Lombardi. I think Le'Veon Bell with his offense and with Patrick Patrick Mahomes, that will be a great combination because there may be things that Le'Veon Bell can see that Mahomes may have never seen from anyone before because I do believe that defense of the Buccaneers will throw some things at Patrick Mahomes that's new, not just this year, but things he's never seen in his, in his career before. When, with the offense of the Chiefs, when they have the ball, how do you think the dynamic that Le'Veon Bell being around a while can affect the and have a great impact and being a leader and helping this offense, maybe if they get into a little rut, Le'Veon Bell could say, hey, guys, look, I've seen this before, numerous times. Here's how you combat it. They do it. And Le'Veon Bell may not get the touches on the field, but I think his voice may be very big in helping the Chiefs be – on the right side, on the winning side of this game?
1: Uh, I mean, you mentioned Le'Veon Bell. Uh, The way his running style is, is patient. Yeah. As soon as he gets the ball, he's not heading north-south like Adrian Peterson, like Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, all those guys did. It's patient. That's why the guys up front, you know, we hopefully they get paid their, their lonesome, you know, amount of money that they're worth. You know, look at, you know, Dallas. I mean, you can name a bunch of offensive lines that has really good players that, you know, Le'Veon Bell, you know, could have played for, you know, Pittsburgh in an instant. It's all about being patient. Um, With him being a leader, um, you know, you could see from his years in Pittsburgh, you didn't really see any issues, concerns, until either he started to to, um, conclude it or, you know, accumulated injury or things happened He didn't like the coaches, and then he was either traded or released. I can't think of the extent of why he left Pittsburgh. And then he signed that mega deal in New York. Um, I guess you can throw Frank Gore in the mix, too, when he left Indianapolis. Yeah. You know, when he left Indianapolis, he went to uh, Buffalo, from Buffalo to, um, you know, the Jets. And then most people were just thinking, you know, what was he thinking? You know, he had a great organization around him. Maybe he was going there for the money or he wanted to say, "Hey, I played for the Jets for a year." He's finally calling it quit. Uh, you know, but moving back to you know Le'Veon Bell, his leadership speaks volumes. He's he was with an organization to where they're keen on winning Lombardi trophies. Um, and then obviously playing with uh, you know layer. I mean, he showed what he was about at LSU. I'm assuming there's some some highlight reels when he played in, in high school. Uh, but LSU, you know, he was on the the, the largest stage with. Um, you know, uh, Joe Burrow, you know, or however you want to mention how he, how he spelled his (laughs) name to kind of solidify his tradition of, you know, what Louisiana is about, but, you know, it takes patience to, you know, see where those gaps are open, see where those holes are, you know, but you were mentioning as well. They're going to see things that they haven't seen before. Patrick Mahomes is going to see things. My key instinct is if I'm a quarterback to his magnitude and I'm seeing, you know, blitzes come off one end or the other, I'm dishing it out or I'm throwing it away or, I'm trying to make something happen. I don't want to take a sack because you're losing yards. You're going backwards. You're not going towards the end zone. You're going away from it. So um, I would just, you know, you know, if you see something that's off, check down, you know, do it run. If you you think, you know, issues are going to happen and and concerns and you move on from there. So, uh, you know, with that being said, just, you know, be patient, you know, Le'Veon bells, that key person that's dealt with patience as far as his running style and we know what he's about. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I, <laughs> what I've kind of accumulated or what, what I think they should do. So
0: I got you, man, Ronnie, as you, as we wrap this thing up, games coming up in a few days, um, this is coming out being on Thursday morning, who do you have winning the game? The chiefs or the bucks? Um,
1: As much as I hate Tom Brady, you know, with a passion. Um, it's kind of, like I said, a thorn in your side and, you know, he's one of those players that had so much success, you know, being a six round pick, pick one ninety nine, not thinking he'd have a, a light lighter day to enter in on a field. Um, I mean, I'm going to go with Kansas City because obviously being the reigning Super Bowl champs, they got all those weapons, a little iffy on their defense to see if they could stop Tom Brady. I don't really know a point spread or a predict, you know, a predict, you know, what score should be. Uh, I wouldn't say it's high scoring because each defense wants to stop the other offense. Uh, I mean, if I would probably have to guess, I would probably say uh, Kansas city 31 new, uh, I was going to say new England, uh, Tampa <laughs> Bay uh, 24. I mean, 31, 24, be a tight, you know, a, a tight knit game. I'm assuming the game will end up maybe on a Tom Brady interception or a late Kansas city, uh, touchdown or field goal. I mean, that'd be my prediction. Take it as you will, uh, probably some of your audience or so forth won't agree upon that, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're all human. We all have our opinions, uh, and, you know, the rest is history and can't really wait to see what happens on Sunday. Uh, hopefully it's going to be an eventful game and, you know, we'll, we'll sit back and, and, you know, watch the young gun of the NFL and the old, uh, the old legend, hopefully making in his exit and retiring or coming back for
0: season number 22. We don't know. No, man, I'm, I'm, I'm on the same trajectory that you are. I'm going, I know we don't do score, score predictions, but I'll do one for today. I know you said 31, 24, I'm going 34, 30 Kansas city. I do think it ends in a Tom Brady interception. Now late fourth quarter, trying to drive, trying to get the lead. You got to score a touchdown, not, kick a field goal to get the lead or to tie the game to go into overtime. Ultimately, I do think that Tom Brady throws the interception. Now, it may, it, I do think it's going to be a good pass. There's a Chiefs defense will make the right play at the right time, pick the ball off, they slide, they kill the clock. Still some time left. Patrick Mahomes comes on the field to kneel the ball and then they win the Super Bowl. Part of it is not just me thinking Tom Brady. I know Tom Brady can do it. I know their offense and their defense can do it. I just have a hard time going against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I do also know one thing Andy Reid has learned since he played Tom Brady against the Eagles. Uh, Eagles, Andy Reid, Tom Brady, New England, Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl when we were in high school. You can't mess up with with clock management because clock management in the Super Bowl. That's the only reason the Eagles lost the game if they would have been on their P's and Q's and Donovan McNam would have actually understood and Reed would have understood clock management. I do think the Eagles win that game with Terrell Owens playing that game with a broken leg. I think he had 10 catches in that game as well, but I'm going Hmm. chiefs 34 to 30 late game. Tom Brady throws a pick. And then there's the question, does he come back or will he not come back? I don't know. I'm not going to debate that or talk about that right now. That's another podcast for another day. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I am going Chiefs 34 to 30. Ronnie Roberts, thank you so much for co- coming back on here, the JTMS Podcast. Hopefully, they can get you back on a little bit. Not as Hopefully, there's not a delay between this time you being on and the next time you come on. Ronnie, thanks so much. Taking time out of your day to be back on the podcast, man. I really enjoyed it. You
1: got it. Appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll touch base some other time.
0: That's right, folks. The Kansas City Chiefs go back to back, winning Super Bowls 54 and 55. Now, I will say this before we wrap up today's show. When I made my pick and decision that the Chiefs are going to be my winner of Sunday's matchup, I did not know they would be missing their starting left and right tackles. I did have a hunch that Anton Winfield Jr. would be back in the back half of the secondary for the Buccaneers. But I'm riding with my pick. I made the pick earlier in the week. I made the pick when Ronnie and I recorded. And I'm going to roll with it. Roll with the punches. I'm out of my word. And I'm not going to go back and change things right now. Chiefs, Buccaneers. Big game. I'm expecting it to be a close, highly contested game. And I do think Patrick Mahomes, and I do think that Chief's defense will play good enough to beat the Buccaneers on Sunday night. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at J Stevens07. You can also send all of your emails to JStevenspod at gmail.com. Remember to always subscribe, rate, and and review it's a great way for people that are searching for a new podcast to listen to to come across this one then remember to always get the word out about the podcast via word of mouth the things that we enjoy in life we are more willing and somewhat wired to tell other people about So, if this was your first episode or if you have been listening since episode number one be sure tell people know about the podcast this has been episode 172 of the james podcast i will see you next time